All right, leaders and hosts, this is week four of your Life Group Leader Guide. Um, Pastor Pilgrim Benham is speaking this week in Pastor Nate's place, and he is talking about Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Now, our icebreaker question is, what's something you've learned about yourself recently? I thought it'd be fun to hear the group consider the funny or serious things that they've learned about themselves in the recent past. Some may have stories to share along with their reflections, so go ahead and encourage them to recount their experiences. In our group discussion today, we'll have a unique opportunity to learn more about our identity in Christ, and hopefully this question will get the group excited to do so. All right, so after that icebreaker, go ahead and say a word of prayer to open up your time together, and then you can go ahead and read the passage, Colossians 1, 12 through 14. Um, now, for our discussion this week, we're going to use the four questions, which we used earlier uh, in this quarter, spring quarter when Pastor Matt spoke, and uh, they fit uniquely well this week with this guest speaker's passage. And so I'm really excited for you guys to jump in to these questions. So again, they are, what does this passage show us about God? What has God done or what is he doing? Who are we in light of that work? And then four, how should we live in light of who we are? And so the idea is that with these four questions, they're designed to help us look at the text in a very simple yet profound way. By asking these questions, we're drawn to the good news of the gospel. No matter what text we look at, uh, these questions help us identify the truths about our Savior and then discover our own identity as a result. So as you consider these questions in light of the truths in Colossians 1, 12 through 14 this week, you're also encouraged to use these same four questions to reflect in your personal Bible reading that you do throughout the rest of the week. You may also note that the questions and responses that we'll talk about this week, um, they're based more on an interpretation of the scripture passage and also um, some notes that Pastor Venom sent along ahead of time, uh, but do not are not reflective of the, listening to a fullness of the sermon. So Pastor Pilgrim's message will certainly add more perspective and a few more talking points than are currently available in this guide. So I just wanted to offer that disclaimer to you before you get started. All right, so question one, what does this passage show us about God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit as well? The idea is that we want to learn about God's nature and his character. So with this question, it'll be really easy to jump right into the things that God does for us. Um, encourage your group to take a step back first and identify God's character. What is it about what you read in the passage that tells you who he is? It's different than what he does, right? Different group members may see different aspects of God's character in these verses. But here's a few just to get you started. So first, we read that God is our father. It's a simple yet profound truth about who God is. He is our father who loves us and gives good gifts to his children. We also see that he's worthy of our gratitude. The, the qualifying introductory phrase of this passage sets the tone with a posture of gratitude towards God our Father. For the reasons mentioned in these verses and many more, he is worthy of our praise and affection. God is also gracious toward his children. God has qualified us, delivered us, and redeemed us, even though we did nothing to deserve it. That is grace. 
It's also probably even considered mercy because he did all these things even though we don't deserve it. Think about that one for a second. Okay, God is also forgiving. God's timeless and unending forgiveness is one of the sweetest things about who he is because through it, we can have a relationship with him. All right, going deeper. If you want to go dive a little bit deeper with your group, you can consider asking, how does thinking about these aspects of God's character encourage you? Is there a particular situation in your life in which these truths can help you? Asking these questions may help group members make a personal connection and possibly even an application for their lives related to the discovery of the nature of God. Okay, question two. What has God done or what is he doing? So the goal with this question is basically to identify the works and purposes of God. It's with this question that you're encouraged to dive deeper into God's actions toward us. Your group may identify others, but here's three major ones to get you started. According to God's great power and his sovereign plan, he is also three things. First, our qualifier. God, in his power and sovereign plan, made a way for us to inherit the light and escape the darkness. It is his work that does this, and we can do nothing to earn it. Second, through God's great power and his sovereign plan, he is our deliverer. God defeated the evil one so that we could be free. Because of what he's done, darkness no longer has a hold on his children. He shows us how to walk in the light and in the power of his Holy Spirit. Third, according to God's great power and his sovereign plan, he is our redeemer. Through redemption, God removes all our guilt and replaces it with his ultimate forgiveness, which is the removal of our sin and the separation from him. We are no longer separated, but have an intimate relationship with him because we are redeemed. All right, if you want to go a little bit deeper, encourage your group to consider what aspects of the Lord's purposes are most impactful for them and why. All right, question three, who are we in light of that work? So with this question, we want to discover our identity that is determined by the person and work of Christ. So for us as leaders, let's talk about what this means for us. It's a big deal. Because of what God has done for us, we can take on the identity purchased for us by Christ. We are qualified. We are qualified and therefore we receive an inheritance available to God's children that's perfect and undefiled. Check out 1 Peter 1, 3-4 to think about that further. Second, we're delivered. Therefore, we are transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son, both now and eternity. Check out Galatians 1, 3 through 5 to dive deeper into that one. And finally, we are redeemed. Therefore, we're forgiven, able to live without the guilt and shame of our sin. Through redemption, we're also justified, according to Romans 3, 4, and adopted, Galatians 4, 5. So this conversation can feel repetitive with the same themes transferring from God's works into our identity. It could also very easily transition you right into the practical application question that is next, number four. However, if you can just hang in there, guide your group to wait and just lean into these truths of our identity in Christ, there will be more encouragement to be had with one another. It's a slightly different angle, but it's so valuable. You can also choose to take a look at some of the supplemental verses that I mentioned. Um, Pastor Pilgrim uh, 
incorporated them into a sermon, and then uh, there's others that I just specially picked for you guys. All right, question four. How should we live in light of who we are? The goal of this one, this question, is that we want to determine the ways that we can live out the things we learn about God and ourselves. So Pastor Pilgrim encouraged us in three specific ways to live out the truths in this passage. First, because you are forgiven, you rest. Oh, I love that one. All right, because you are delivered, you obey. And because you are forgiven, give thanks. So this is a great place in your discussion to talk about how these exhortations can play out practically in your lives. To some group members, it might feel more natural to pursue one of these ideas over another. Encourage them to consider all three and identify ways that they can rest, obey, and give thanks this week. An easy exercise in this portion of your discussion would be to share something that you're thankful for with a group or someone next to you. If you'd like to go deeper with this question, ask your group what it looks like for them to actually live in light of these truths. Ask them to really consider, are they taking full advantage of Christ's invitation to abundant and eternal life? If yes, praise the Lord. If not, what confessions or changes are necessary to pray through at this time? Speaking of prayer, let's talk about our prayer application for this week. Every week, we, want, we would love for you to consider how your group can apply the passage as you follow Christ together in prayer. You may take a moment within your group discussion to pause and pray uh, for something that sticks out to your group, or you may incorporate some of the following thoughts into your prayer time at the end of your meeting. However, these ideas best apply to your group. Please use your discretion as a leader to integrate them into your group meeting time. Okay, so our prayer application for this week is that we encourage you to pray for hearts of service. We want you to pray that God would put a passion in his children to be the people he's called us to be and to serve him with the gifts he's given us. Because we are free from sin, we are able to worship and to give of our time and talents for the glory of God. One additional topic uh, we thought we'd offer in the manner that's appropriate for your group, please continue to pray for God to intervene in the current Ukrainian conflict. Pray that the people in these nations would be protected, redeemed, and empowered to believe in Christ our Savior. We have a special article for you in our leadership notes section of the Printed Leader Guide written by one of our coaches, Hyatt Moore. He has written some awesome reflections on leading in a serving community. And this is based off um, reflections from content in James Bryan Smith's Good and Beautiful Community, which is a great book that we recommend. Um, but if you have a few moments to read through Hyatt's um, leadership notes, they will be really beneficial to you. And there's also a series of announcements and ways that you can serve um, and act out uh, that calling to obedience and to serve that we were praying about um, in our life groups this week. So be sure to also check out the printed leader guide as well. Thank you so much leaders and hosts for all you do for how you faithfully love and serve the Lord. It's such a privilege to partner in ministry with you, and I look forward to seeing you soon.